Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Well, the thing that could have gone horribly wrong, I think, with Empire was possibly its crowning achievement, and that's Yoda. I mean, he feels oh, yeah. real. He, yeah, I mean, he obviously he looks like a foam puppet, but he, but he doesn't. He, he's so rudimentary in his sculpt. There's not really pores sculpted in or anything. It's actually very. You know, I've seen the original of that thing, and that thing's pretty rudimentary. I've seen the, you know, the Stuart Freeborn original um, sculpt is, you know. We go to a lot more level of detail these days than what they did with Yoda, but it's the combination of there was a, a love in the way that they sculpted it, and then there was a love, a love in the way they performed it, and it was again treated with an adult sort of respect rather than treating it like an Ewok. <laughs> and also Mark Hamill's reactions to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that plays enormously in it, but it's just, I mean, I remember seeing Yoda and he actually. Especially at the end when he's saying, you, know, you will be scared, you know, you will be. He was he was scary. That was a freaky line, huh? <laughs> he was scary. He went, oh, I don't want to go to sleep in his house if he's going to talk to me like that. So, where did you see the Yoda at? Uh, the Yoda I saw at the Creature Shop on one of the films. Uh, it could have been three, I think. Oh, so they had the original one in mm. Sydney. Yeah, no, they had, um, basically they had the original mould. Wow. So the original plaster molds, which were kind of all moldy and everything, but they, um, it was uh, just a very, I don't know, the best way to describe it. Like you could tell in a heartbeat it was the original and it had a little, I think it was um, ESB scratched in the side and all that sort of stuff. But you could tell it was the original, but also you could, uh, from its rudimentary sculpt, I don't know, it's, it's hard to, like every, I've seen a lot of, you know, the, um, reproductions that people do Mm -hmm. and you know like i mean there's been some of them that have been incredible really really good but again they're some of them are i guess in what some ways just too detailed yeah makes any sense why do you think you know for those who don't know justin has amazing ability to make much anything right from a film (laughs) why did the episode one puppet that like it's 20 years later with so much more technology or whatever is that what hampered it is that what made it worse or is it a lost art form no no i just think that there was some very very wrong decisions made there that was like i think they tried to make yoda a younger version of yoda when i don't think they needed to because he's 800 years he didn't have to age that much really the blip in time yeah he's just a blip you know he's got a couple of gray hairs if anything but to change his look so dramatically essentially like in human years, mm. a, y- a year. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? If you worked out like cat years to Yoda years. But the other thing is the Yoda puppet in one, I believe, was silicon. And that uh, gave it a, a sort of a translucent feel, which is actually, I don't think worked with it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was silicon. It looked like silicon. And then um, 
but it just yeah no it was there was something really something quite off about that one yeah and again it was the sculpt I think the sculpt they it was just uh, not necessarily I think they might have what what I sort of sometimes feel is that when you have things that are in a film and because I had this exact same feeling that people you know when we see movies we we hold these things up on a pedestal like so if by chance you got a chance to emulate it you you kind of maybe it's it's very hard to replicate the original you know, mm. if you're trying to replicate an, the original Yoda I mean I don't know why they honestly didn't use the original molds they could have there's no reason why they didn't have didn't um, have to actually use the original molds so I don't know I don't know I don't know why it didn't work uh, yeah it was just a myriad of things I think yeah were a problem who's your character it's funny actually it's uh, well. And I'm not saying this just because I worked with him, but actually C-3PO, I really think C-3PO, I mean, I love the, the, the duo, the duo yeah. of C-3PO and R2-D2. It's kind of like the Laurel and Hardy or the, you know, but it's, but C-3PO is just because, and I think this is why I was a, I was a little disappointed that he wasn't more, same with R2, wasn't played out in this, uh, the new films, because I always loved the idea that the story was kind of told through the, the, you know, they're, they're the things they're the connective tissue that can transcend time mm. so and I just I thought that as a as the actual sort of you know they were the, the through characters that you know, they were meant to go from these many adventures and you know many masters and so forth so I just I've always yeah it's one, the one thing I always remember as a kid is like looking at the Empire Strikes Back because again I remember the poster of Empire Strikes Back at the cinema and having the, the robots in it and, you know, you're always sort of, you just, the robots were just my big favorite sort of thing. I mean, I love Yoda and all that sort of stuff, but the robots are always my big favorite thing, especially because I think when we were younger, they actually conned us into believing, because all the making of us, conned us into believing they were real, they were real robots. Yeah, yeah. Which well, was great marketing ploy, great marketing ploy. Well, I know the old video of them doing the footprints up at Man's Chinese Theatre, yeah. where it was last night. I just went and uh, watched the film again, and there was the video of it, and it was... They were there as yeah. R2-D2 and C-3PO. But it's also when they... I, I saw a very old making of... Uh, I saw it sort of recently, but I remember re- when I saw it as a kid and when I rewatched it, they never interview Anthony Daniels and they talk about... When they talk about the robots and they say, you know, they're saying sometimes the robots don't, you know, work the way they're supposed to. And it's got C-3, like C-3PO landing in the sand. He's sort of upright and sort of holding himself there and then people go up and pick him up and you go... Yeah, at the time I thought it was a real robot. Yeah, uh, you, you know, they're really. You know, I think that's. I think that's probably why I fell in love with them because it paid, it made the film feel more real as well. What did you think about Darth Vader making C three PO? Ah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. No, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. I mean, it's funny because um, it's funny because there's some actual. There's some stuff that happened on number two, which got cut out, and I'm waiting for that to be released. It's stuff that I'm really quite proud of, and we did, and I thought it was fantastic, even though it wasn't necessarily, um, yeah, I wasn't obviously I wasn't a huge fan of episode one, but what made me probably enjoy it more so is by taking my son, who was about six when I saw, when they came out, mm-hmm. so taking him to see it, and again, that's probably why. You know, seeing it through kids' eyes and seeing it th- almost, it's almost like seeing it through your own eyes. It's just, it was, makes it really fantastic. And, uh, the, yeah, but, so I wasn't a fan of that. And especially I wasn't a fan that the way he was 
portrayed in number one as well. I just didn't like that. No. Yeah. No. What um what's the scene that was cut out? Uh, number two. Well, basically, three uh, PO pretty much through. I'm just trying to think up to what scene. The scene where Padme goes down into the in the Tatooine garage, where Luke initially cleaned. Um, is, that, is that in the movie at all? In episode two. Her no, I think garage? the scene that you might be referring is where, like Padme finishes him. Or yeah, yeah, but they because but it, I'm trying to think in episode two if there's a scene where Padme goes down into the garage. I don't think there is. is Not there? by us. They they her and Anakin are down there, and Anakin's like like dissing out Obi Wan and yeah. And then he leaves. Yeah. Yeah, but she stays there. Yeah, so there was a continuation of all that sort of stuff. But, uh-huh. but basically, they cut it all out. And also, up to that point, C-3PO, every time he'd been seen up to that point, was the the naked version. Yeah. The naked version from episode one. Because we ended up having to uh, pretty much, I'm going to say rebuild, but we didn't really rebuild, but completely rejig the puppet. Completely mm. rejig the puppet. So, from episode one. Because again, look, I mean, I'm not dissing anyone who actually... Not dissing anyone who worked on the originals, like the, the prequels or anything, but yeah, you know, it did walk a bit weird and uh, look a bit like a yeah. You know, I just yeah, you know, it didn't really feel like three PO apart from the voice. So basically, the decision was made. Um, we were playing around with it at the workshop, and we had Anthony there, and had Anthony starting to do it. I'm going, I just went, man, that just looks so much better already, just with him playing with it. You know, just because it had his mannerisms and so forth. So I um, I literally. Uh, we ended up making a, it's kind of like a steady cam kind of a arrangement, like the sort of um, thing they had, but we had to make it a bit better because you know, Anthony's uh, not necessarily, we had to counter the weights a bit better because Anthony's, let's just say he's a bit older and <laughs> a stronger puppeteer. And um, he ended up performing it all. So he ended up performing as the puppet. So he was the puppet controller. He was, it was strapped to him. He was doing all the arms. It was connected to his head. For uh, naked C-3PO or dressed? Naked C-3PO. Okay. Naked C-3PO for episode two, up to the point where we're, in, we're in, into the Tatooine uh, garage with Padme. Yeah. So basically, uh, he performed all that. And even when like um, Anakin comes uh, to the garage... In, or he basically gets off his scooter or something and he, he's coming to the garage and C-3PO's there in his armour. That armour version of 3PO was comped in because that was the puppet. So any time 3PO's seen before that, it was the puppet. So it was the naked version. So essentially is the naked version, but what was great about it, it moved a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally, it moved a lot better than um, uh, just having Anthony perform it. It mm-hmm. was really, it just came, you can tell, you know, I know there, you can put, you could probably some people could say you could put anyone in the suit, but I mean, I I became a real fan and friend of Anthony, and we yeah, like we bonded the first moment we met, which was funny. The first moment we met was actually the pre the pre party when we were about to start pr- um, production, and uh, yeah, we were just drinking together, and you know, he was dissing what I was drinking, I was dissing what he was drinking, and it was just <laughs> it was great. And then yeah, he said to my boss, he goes, "Oh, I'm going to like him," and it was a very, it was a very it was a very sort of a love <laughs> I call it a love hate relationship because he realised that Australians don't put up with a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we basically uh, we bonded very very quickly and you know and became very very good friends. But we um, but it was great going through that experience with him and then realising that he'd be probably really good puppeteering it. So it really made it feel a lot more like three PO, even though it was just the puppet still. You know, it, but it's just that it had his little mannerisms and so forth. But we also redid the puppet because we had to have the puppet get all its armour put on. The armour didn't fit it at all. Obviously, yeah, you know, it would be great if the armour did fit the 
the puppet, but it didn't. So literally we had to change the shape of it and modify it. Plus I ended up putting slide rails on, on all the puppet and used um, hidden pretty much all over the puppet suit, and you couldn't see them, um, high-powered earth magnets. Yeah. So literally you could slide the chest on and go... And it would sort of stick to it and go... You know, and it'd like really sort of connect in and the, the arms would do the same sort of thing. So it was, um, was going to be basically for Padme putting all the armour on him. So the scene essentially was, I think, uh, Anakin le- leaves and then, uh, and then she's crying and then suddenly 3PO's in the garage and she goes, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. So I think he goes, oh, no. And she goes, what are you doing down here? And he goes, well, he goes, I don't like... It was, a, it was a terrible line though. Something like he goes, uh, I'm embarrassed because I'm naked. Or something. Yeah. And then she, she finds all these parts pretty much all around in the garage. And starts putting them together. And it was great. It was like, well, I really, well, I want to say it was great. What I loved about it, it felt like the birth of 3PO. And that's the part. It was kind of like Frankenstein's monster getting made. And I just, that's the part I really loved. And what I also loved about it is, which I'm really hoping the behind the scenes stuff comes out. Because, you know, because I, I had to build all the magnets and the rails and everything, I was asked to just basically show Natalie and George how it all sort of worked. So sort of like, yeah, and they're going, okay, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. And that slides on here and just see these tracks here. They, that's sort of how you sort of guide the face on. So it was very cool for that sort of thing. What did George think of that? I loved it. Yeah, he loved it. He was fine. He was like, it's funny, but such an iconic character too. It's even the look of that uh, Frankenstein metal sort of thing. He didn't really have any say in that. He When I say he didn't have any say... He just said, oh, it's just a mix, mix and match of metal. So basically I got to make it up, you know, and basically uh, myself and Don came in and we did it on the weekend and basically was, we were painting it kind of like, I was kind of thinking about what sort of action figure I'd like to see in 3PO. So, you know, and it was it was only, there. George only made one change. He really liked one of the legs and he said, I oh, can we do the arm on this, that's, that sort of same thing. So that's the C-3PO that was like the grey Yeah, he was meant to be like a, a Frankenstein of metal. You know, yeah. Different kinds of different metal and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, there's remnants of... Um, past adventures from different they, they weren't all parts from the same 3PO unit they were just all different parts and so when they land there original so that's the C-3PO is just a CGI C-3PO well what they did is they basically got Anthony back into the suit for pickups and then on blue screen and then just put comp- oh then they just dropped so it was actually him not yeah yeah yeah, yeah no it was basically it was he was comped back into it have you seen the um the Star Tours ride at Disneyland yeah yeah I think that's a pretty good as far as a CGI C three PO goes. That's which one? It's him when he's um uh on the screens before you like when you're waiting outside. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but that was I mean that was again that's a scene that I'd love to sort of yeah I know it was cut out and I got an email from Don in Ireland when he was back in America and he goes and he actually said to me he goes your scene's been cut out and I went oh god because <laughs> I spent ages working on it and getting all this stuff ready and and I think what the really cool part of it was is, um, we got up to the point where the robot uh, sorry the, the the puppet was getting as dressed as much as possible and then we got Anthony into the suit so he's in the suit but literally how we had a, made a special back part of the head that it would rest on because it normally doesn't anyway but it rest on. And the eyes were on little rails floating in front of his eyes. So, because, because the eyes had to stay on, but they were going to digitally put in the puppet's face. Oh, okay. And then she, and the last part of it was her putting the face on. So, she had to guide it along these rails and it literally, yeah, and literally just put, so the eyes clicked on. And um, again, because of the high powered earth magnets, his head looked like, clink, you know, flicked in and then he'd go, oh, hello, I guess, thank you very much. And, you know, whatever he said. But, um, it was, uh, yeah, I thought that was a really cool moment. And I was, uh, 
was something I was really proud of. And yeah, and then when I got cut, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> but that's the thing. I sort of expect, yeah, you can't. But I just thought it might end up as a deleted scene or something. But I've never actually seen... I've never even seen a behind-the-scenes picture. But there were people there. There was documentary crew. There was behind the... Yeah, uh, that's really Stills photographer people. And so it'll come out eventually. To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As, and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.